this morning from the book, the book of Haggai. Book of Haggai. Go to the table of content if you want to. It's all right. You don't have to slip and do it. Just that, that's what it's there for. Go to the end of the Old Testament and go back three books. <laughs> Book of Haggai. Haggai chapter 1, beginning with verse 2. These are the words you'll find. It's a very, very short book, so in your own study time, read the whole thing. It's, it's where we're going to be spending some time these next few months. We've spent six months now. Uh, with the people of God in captivity, and now we're getting ready to bring them out and head toward rebuilding walls. You find there these words, beginning with verse 2, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord to Haggai, the prophet, saying, It is time for you, O ye, to dwell in sealed houses, and the house lie waste. Now, therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider your ways. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but you have not enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe you, but there's none warm. And he that earneth wages, earneth wages, to put it in a bag with holes. Amen. As we now began to talk about the children of Israel and their coming out of captivity, I want this morning to talk about reestablishing priorities. Reestablishing priorities. We have, over the last six months, we have followed God's chosen people who because of their disobedience and because of their failure to honor God, they have spent 70 years in captivity. All because they failed to put God first. Because they fooled around with idols and because 
they took on the ways of people who didn't believe like them. They found themselves in captivity, had been there now for 70 years in Babylon. Now we are approaching the time when their captivity is over. All this year we've been talking about the people in bondage. We've been talking about how they were carried away into this strange land, but now we're coming to the place where their captivity is over. They are free now to go back to their familiar surroundings. Now, while they were in captivity, you remember, as we read through, while they were in captivity, they could only think about getting back home. While they were in captivity, all they could think about was how they had walked away from God and how badly they wanted to get back to that relationship with God. All they could think about while they were there was getting back so that they could restore their relationship, which meant that the temple had to be put back because that's where they met God. Get this now, all the while they were imprisoned, all the while they were in captivity, all they could think about was getting back home and restoring, starting all over with God. And it's amazing, my brothers and my sisters, it's amazing that while you are in a tight, while you're in bondage, are y'all hearing this? It's amazing that, 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 that while you're in a yeah, you're in that tight spot, it's also easy to talk about and think about all of the wonderful things you're going to do once you get out. I wonder if I got a witness here. Why, why are you in trouble while, while everything is going wrong, while the weight of the world is on your shoulder? It, it's real easy to talk about all, all you're going to do. All of the wonderful things, all of my wonderful plans that I'm going to do, I'm going to do right once I am free. Are y'all hearing me? Let, let me give it to you so you can understand it. I, I, if, if I ever get this bill paid off, <laughs> I ever get this thing paid off, I, I'm going to do right. I'm going to start paying my tithe, Pastor. I know I ain't been doing what I should have done, but Pastor, once I get this thing paid off, are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and once you finally get it paid off, that same day in the mail, you get a free credit card. <laughs> no interest. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and all at once, before you even realize it, you have forgot everything you promised God and everybody else, and you're right back in the same place where you started. I remember some years ago, my wife and I, we were working with some people, working with some people in, the, in finances, and, and uh, we were trying to see if we could get some things done with some people, and what we were doing was trying to 
see if we can help some help get 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 money get get, get them out of if we can just get them back on their feet and help them get back on their feet. Lady at the bank said to us, she says, now, you, you all can do what you will, but I need to share something with y'all. Uh, you can help people out, but I want you all to know that 90% of the people who you help out like this will end up right back in the same place in one year. You can help them out now. If you want to help them, help them. But in one year, 90% of the people that you try to help will be right back in the same financial place again. If any of you have ever had the opportunity to visit somebody in jail, you've heard them. They'll sit there behind that window. And they will tell you all about what they're going to do when they are free again. When they get out, when they, many times they, 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 they acknowledge, they'll sit there and they're behind the window. And they will acknowledge, you know what, I messed up. I was wrong. I, I was messed up. They will acknowledge that they messed up. They'll tell you, I have learned my lesson. When I get out, I'm going to walk the straight and narrow I ain't ever going to put myself in this position again. And then they get out. Are y'all hearing me? The lesson that you learn, the lesson that you learn is freedom often brings about a change in our priorities. I just said something right there. We have one set of priorities when we're in trouble. But when we get out of trouble, we had a whole different set of priorities. Somehow, our priorities change when the load is off of our shoulders. We move down. We move down to the prophet Haggai. We find the people of God They've served that time. They've been in there for 70 years. And now they are free. But although they, have, they, although they are free, they are facing now a new set of challenges. Are y'all hearing me? They're free. But they're facing a whole new set of challenges. They are faced and endured the challenges of captivity. But now they are facing the challenges of freedom. Are y'all hearing me? It sounds strange that somebody would be challenged by captivity and then challenged by freedom. But the truth of the matter is, my brothers and sisters, if you don't know what to do with freedom, freedom can be just as much a challenge. I know I'm right about it. I've got it written down. Won't nobody shout today. Won't nobody shout. This ain't ain't a shouting sermon. God has been faithful to these folk. Even while they're in captivity, God has been faithful to them. But now the question is, how faithful will they be to him now that they are free? All the while that they've been locked down. All the while that they're locked up. God has been faithful to them. 
But now, how faithful will they be to God now that they got their freedom? Now that they're no longer in captivity. They have served, they have served their 70 years in captivity, just like Jeremiah said they would. He told them they'd be there for 70 years. So now they have served their 70 years. And, and, and they, they, yeah, they had been there in Babylon and, and they had not now, yeah, get this now, I'll show you the hand of God. They've been there for 70 years and all at once after 70 years, Persia comes in and overthrows Babylon. Babylon had them in captivity. See, you don't ever, you got to watch the hand of God. You don't ever know how God going to work stuff out. Babylon had them in captivity, but now God has empowered Persia. And the Persian now has come and overthrown Babylon. And not only have they come in and overthrown Babylon, the king, whose name is Cyrus, he's heard about these people, he knows about these people, and he is going to allow them to go back to Jerusalem for the express purpose of building back the house of God. Are y'all hearing me? Here is a king who has heard that story and he has overtaken them. He's going to let them go back. He knows how important it is, how they've been just longing to get back to Zion, how they've been crying when they thought about Zion. So he says, I'm going to let you go back and rebuild the house of God. I'm going to let you go back and rebuild the temple. Now, after all, while they were in captivity, while they were locked down, there was nothing more important than getting back to Jerusalem and building the temple, rebuilding the temple and reestablishing their relationship with God. That's why we want to go back. We need to go back. We want to rebuild our temple. We want to get our new relationship, reestablish our relationship with God. Remember that, that the temple was God's dwelling place. The temple was a place that they built. God would meet them there in the temple. Look at chapter 2. The Lord is renewing his promise to his people and calling them to rebuild the temple so that he can fulfill his promise. I, I want to fulfill my promise to you. That's why I want you to go back, rebuild the temple so that I can meet you there. Yeah, I've already made some promises to you. The whole world is going to be blessed through you. So I want you to go back. I'm going to allow you to go back, and I want you to build the temple back. Even after 70 years, after 70 years, God has not changed his mind. Y'all hear me? These folk have been enslaved for 70 years, but God's plan concerning his people had not changed. He still wanted to work through them to bring the Messiah into the world. So we'll study and as we study, as we continue our study in, in, in Wednesday night, and, 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 and you'll be hearing me talk about Second Chronicles and Ezra, uh, and, and so we get a clearer picture of where the people are. Now they got freedom. They are on their way out, and they are on their way back to Jerusalem. These books, Second Chronicles, Ezra, all of them, they'll show you that two, two groups left out of slavery. Two, two groups left Babylon, and one, and, and one group, the first group, over 42,000 folk came out of slavery. Read it. 42,000 folk, and they, the whole purpose to go back to Jerusalem and rebuild the temple 
42,000 folk had left in the first group. But here's the problem. They've been free now for 60 years. And after 60 years, they have only completed the foundation and the altar. Over 60 years of freedom. Been out for over 60 years. And, 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 and yeah, the whole purpose was to get out so we can rebuild the house of God. And after 60 years, they only have the foundation and, and, and the altar. What happened was when they got back, see, they, they thought when they got back home, they were just going to go throw some, get everything together. Well, they got to understand some folk were living around there. They've been gone and other folk had sort of claimed stuff. So there was some opposition to their building. No, nobody see. And that, that's the thing. The opposition arose. And when opposition arose, they, they just stopped working. It is. They all committed what we're going to do for the Lord and we get back and somebody opposes it. All right. All right. So all at once now, we just stop, we just stop in, in our, our tracks. Now here's the problem. We know why they stopped rebuilding. That's why they only had the floor and the altar. The problem is they stopped building on the house of God, but strangely enough, opposition did not keep them from building their own houses. Y'all ain't hearing this. Opposition, a little, a little something come up, so they just stopped building on the house of God. But they went on and built their own houses. God's house laying in ruin. And they living good. They have put all of their resources in building their own. Are y'all hearing me? So here, here's where we are. Here's where, here's where, here, here is where, yeah, the prophet Haggai, it introduces us to him. This prophet rises up. Now, I remind you now, they've been in exile for 70 years, and this prophet was probably born while they were out there. But he rises up and speaks to them after exile, and the message from God to his people was straight to the point. The message that he said to Haggai, this is what I want you to tell my people. You have been careful. To build your own houses. But my house is laying in a ruin. Are y'all hearing this? You, you, you've been real careful. You got, yeah, you got your freedom now. And you have put all your effort in building your own houses. But the problem is, my house, the temple, still laying in waste. You see what God is doing. God sits high. Looks down low on his people. God sees his people heading right back into the same situation that got them and put in captivity in the beginning. He sees them with the same mindset, the same sin and selfishness that led them into captivity in the first place. So in verse 5, he tells the prophet, he said, look, you're going to stop them. You go talk to him. Look at verse 5. He says, tell them, I said, consider your ways. Yes, sir. It's right there in the book. Before they get too far gone, before, before they get too far out there, he says, tell them to consider their ways. He, here, he rebukes them for 
what they had not done. This is God speaking. He rebukes them for what they had not done. But not only does he do that, he shows them the fruitlessness of what they had done. And at the same time, he challenges them concerning what they should be doing. Three things, three things. He, he, he rebukes them for what they had not done, shows them how fruitless it was for what they were doing, and then he challenges them to tell them what it is they should be doing. Look at the rebuke. The rebuke was that after all this time, you've been free after all this time, you have not rebuilt my house. After all this time, my house is still laying in waste. That's part of the problem. But that problem is compounded by the fact that you finish your own houses. You haven't finished mine, but every one of y'all have finished your own. I, I, I'm going to be through in a minute, y'all. I'll be through. I'll be through. You have not bothered to finish my house, but every one of you have looked out well for your own house. They had placed their own desires and their own comforts above their commitment to restoring their relationship with God. Y'all hear me? While they were in bondage, wasn't nothing more important than getting back to God and rebuilding our relationship. But now we're free. We have done everything. We build our own houses. We've done everything else but restore our relationship with God. I can hear them now. I can hear them now. They, they've been chastised. They've been chastised for, 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 for not building the house of God, yet they're taking care. I can hear them now. I can hear them now. I can hear them murmuring now. I hear them all around talking to each other. Saying, well, he, that preacher can say what he wants to. God knows my heart. <laughs> Ain't going to be no shouting up in the other day. Right. I hear what he's saying. I hear what he's saying. But, but God knows my heart. Now, you think that's a blessing, but that's really a curse. God knows your heart. <laughs> and that's really why you got the problems you got is because God knows your heart. You might fool me, but God knows your heart. He knows that you love your stuff more than, are y'all hearing me? He, he knows that you love your stuff more than you love him. God, yes, God knows you. I can hear him. I can hear him mumbling now. I can hear him mumbling now saying, I, 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 he, he can say what he wants to say, but I, I know God wants me to take care of my family first. I'm talking about what they're saying. I ain't talking about what y'all saying. Hear what they're saying. I know God expects me to take care of my family first. Find that in Scripture for me. Find that in Scripture for me. I know God needs me to take care of my, my own. Y'all hear me? You know, God wants us to prosper. I hear him now. I hear him now. The problem is, brothers and sisters, the problem is we have replaced the Creator with his creation. Y'all hear me? We have replaced the creator with the things that he has created. 
Everything, brothers and sisters, in case you don't know it, here's a newsflash. Everything you have came from God. The earth is the Lord's. It's fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein, everything you got comes from God. Now, if you can get that in your head, I need to tell you something else. You need to go back and read over in Exodus, read the Ten Commandments. The man already told us he's jealous. Yeah. God already told us from the very beginning, I, the Lord, thy God, I am a jealous God. Anybody ever had to deal with somebody who was jealous? Most folk, most folk who are jealous won't let you, don't, don't, don't want to claim they're jealous. But God lets you know right ahead of time, I, the Lord thy God, I am a jealous God. And then he goes on and said, I shall have no other God before me. His word to us is we need to get our priorities straight. His word to us is, it's all right to have stuff. Nothing wrong with having stuff, but get your priorities straight. Seek ye first. Are y'all hear me? Just a, priority, just a matter of priorities. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all this other stuff. He says, it, it will be added. But then, while he's talking to them, he shows them the fruitlessness of what they're doing. How fruitless it is for them to be doing what they're doing. Read it right there in the book. Verse 6, he says, you've sown much. <laughs> it's right there in the book. He said, you've sown much, but you bring in little. Got all these big fields of crops and stuff, and they ain't yielding nothing. Read it right there, he says. You eat, but you ain't full. You drink, but you're still thirsty. Got plenty of clothes, but you ain't ever warm. It's right there in the book. He says, you earn plenty of money. You got good wages, earn plenty of money, but your pockets got holes in them. Everybody all say amen right there. Are y'all hearing me? Making plenty of money, making more money than you ever made, and you don't ever know what happened to where it go. Are y'all hearing me? Making, yeah, got, got this great job, great money coming in, and then you sit down and wonder what happened to your stuff. Got holes in your pockets. Are y'all hearing me? All the things that you're doing to try to sustain yourself. God says you are doing them in vain. All of the stuff that you're trying to do to take care of yourself, you're doing that in vain. Keep reading, keep reading. You will see God explaining to them. He's explaining to them what, 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 you, what you've forgotten is this. See, you're doing all this. You're putting forth all this effort. You're building and you're doing all these wonderful things for yourself. But what you have forgotten is this. What you forget is that I'm in control of everything. Y'all hearing this? 
What you're forgetting is that I'm in control of everything. You can plant your crops, but you ain't got no sun to shine on them. Y'all hear me? You planting all that stuff, you, you ain't even got, you can't even water it. I'm in charge. Y'all hear me? I'm in charge. He says, I want you to let them know that if I want to, I'm God. I can even stop the dew from falling. Right there in the book. While they're scrambling and scraping, trying to make things uh, do it on their own, what they got to understand is that I'm still in charge. Oh, brothers and sisters, God is sending us a clear message here. Sending a clear message to his children. And that message to all of us is without me, you can do nothing. Are y'all hearing me? This ain't sweet, but it's so true. God wants each one of us to understand that without me, you can do nothing. That is a word in the Bible called preeminent. That word preeminent really means that God wants to be first. Are y'all hearing me? It means that he wants to be first in everything that we do. His desire is to be preeminent. And uh, his promise to you and I is uh, if you will seek first. I'm going to help somebody here. If you will seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all these other things, y'all are hearing me. This stuff that you're working for, this stuff that you're spending all your time trying to get, I'll give you that. God says that if you will seek me first, then all of these other things will be added to you. When I look around, when I look around, my brothers and sisters, that's even my own life. It works. I look around in my life. I look at where I am right now. And it it just, just, I I mean, it blows my mind. I, the, what I live in and what I drive, I live better than I ever lived in my life. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, I never, yeah. What I drive, you know, but what it occurs to me is that I ain't got nothing to brag about. That's added. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Yeah, you do the right thing. Do the right thing. Uh, all this stuff that you're killing yourself trying to get, God will give it to you. That's added. You, you. Around here pouting and winning your jaws over what other folk got. You got to understand, most of the time they got it not because of anything they did, it's added. Y'all hear me? You ain't got to be jealous of what I got. Just seek God first. You don't have to be jealous of what somebody else got. Just put God first. He'll give you, he'll add the same thing. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. All this other stuff, stuff that you still awake at night worrying about, looking for the repo man. Are y'all hearing me? He says, I'll give you that. I'll add that if you will just put me first. If you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these other things will be added. Promise of God is that if you will put me first, 
if you will give me preeminence in your life. Y'all hear me? I'm through. I'm going to leave y'all alone. Yeah. If you will just put me first. And that's what this lesson is about. It's about where is he with you? If you will just put me in my proper place, I'll handle everything else for you. You'll put me in my proper space. You, you can go to bed and go to sleep at night knowing that he that keepeth Israel never slumbers and he never sleeps. If you can just put me in my proper place. The reason why he wants us to put him first is because he put us first. I say the reason why he has the right to, to, to ask us and tell us to put him first is because he put us first. He sold out of the world. That he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believe in him would not perish but have everlasting life. He put you and I first. And today, 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 the challenge is rethink, rethink what you do. Rethink what you're doing. Rethink how you're living your life. While you're down and out, everything going wrong, you have promised the Lord everything. But he has delivered you and now you won't even call his name. He's delivered you. He desires for us to put him first. What God says, he means. I say, what God says, he means. And if we will do what he says, and we expect to receive the benefit of what he has given us or what he's given us, then you and I, have to do exactly what the Lord says. Here today, here today, I want now to give you the opportunity to become a part of the family of God. If you're here today, I want now to give you an opportunity to put him first, put him first in your lives. If you're here today, this is your day. This is your day. You've been spending all your time trying to build your own little kingdom. God is saying, put me first. Put me first and I'll, I'll take care of it. Put me first and I'll, I'll do that. If you're here, unsaved, come. Jesus.